Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Talking about chicken a la king, mango and garbanzo tabbouleh, real potatoes and vegetables with roasted garlic and basil, zucchini ziti, granola fruit bar. Look at all this beautiful food. Welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, the podcast where I interview amazing humans with amazing minds, but all we care about is what is in their bellies. And today's guest is comedian actress Eliza Schlesinger. She is currently on an international sold-out tour and getting ready to tape her fifth Netflix special in May. Last year, she co-starred Mark Wahlberg and Rose Byrne in Instant Family. That co-star is putting it strongly. No. I was in it. I, you were very funny in it. She'll next be seen in the Netflix feature film Wonderland, starring Wahlberg and directed by Peter Berg. Her first book, Girl Logic, is available on Audible and also readable, right? You can just get it read, and if read it. If anyone still reads, it's can, out there. <laughs> Please welcome. Oh, wait. Before I welcome you, she also has her own podcast. It's called Ask Eliza Anything. That's the, that's the reason I'm on here. That's the only reason she's here, and I almost glossed over it. Uh, please welcome one of the funniest people alive, oh, wow. Eliza Schlesinger, Thanks, everyone. Dan. Yay. Thanks. I'm so excited to have you here for many reasons. Yeah. Number one, I think you're hilarious, and I respect you. Number two. Thank you. I am very curious about your food life, because you talk about food on stage a bunch. You... Uh, you had a very funny bit about eating in front of men. Oh, wow. That is an old one. That is an oldie but a goodie. It doesn't apply anymore. It doesn't. You're now married I'm now. I'm married. And also for several years before I was married, I was like, you want to be with me so badly, you'll watch me eat these, these wings. And, you are, and you're married to a food guy. He's a chef. He's a, he's a big food guy. Yeah. You are one of the harder working people that, I mean, your name is you. on all of the clubs all the time, traveling all over the country. I imagine when you get home, you have a routine. You have a food routine that you, you need to... to to ground you, to bring you back down to earth. <sighs> yeah, like a non-garbage routine. You know, before I got married, my Sundays were, everybody would like have like a Sunday fun day. And yeah. I never subscribed to that um, because I was always working. And so my Sunday was land from LAX, go home, pass out for six hours. Right. And then I would order like Thai food and watch Game of Thrones when it was in its infancy. Um, or do whatever. And since being married, you know, it's become like we meet up, we do the New York Times crossword puzzle. He goes to the farmer's market. Um, he calls anything that I make health man food. So it's weird. He's like, you'll try to be health man this weekend. I don't get that. What does that mean? It's just like, do you want to be a health man or do you want to be a garbage person? Like, okay. are we going to eat, go out and eat garbage? Or are we going to like do like farmed greens, farm to table vegetables yeah. and kefir smoothies, things like that. So it depends on a whim. He's a very good husband and that he's always there to like field whatever it is I want to eat. Cause that's yeah. like the age old thing. Like, what do you want to eat? I don't know what you want to eat. And he could have a whole meal prepped, and I'm like, let's just go out. And he's like, all right, whatever you want to do. Wow. I love going out to eat. Do you ever cook? I don't I don't get a thrill from it. You don't? But I feel like there's this thing in our society where, like, as a woman, you have to either fiercely be anti or pro. You're like, I don't cook. I'm a real feminist. I don't right. care. And I'm like, oh, I just don't care. Like, I love spending money on food. I don't buy expensive cars, but I do like to buy expensive food. Yes. And I don't get any he gets like a real joy out of it his family loves it my mom loves to cook i just he loves doing it so why do i have to do it yeah no i mean it makes sense but has his passion for it made you want to do it more is the chair awkward no it's my back is awkward it's not the chair no not at all in fact his passion for it has has prompted me to to participate even less really the kitchen is off limits to me i go in there and he's like always right behind me like can i get you something what can I don't don't pick that up? Sounds like a dream come true. It's great, and he likes to make snacks. And he likes to make food. Do I fit into any of the pants I own before I met him? No. Is it weird to grow out of clothing as an adult? Yes. <laughs> but I've just resigned myself to like we're just gonna be a little thicker in the thighs. Well, you guys have a very interesting fridge that I have a picture of. First of all, you have the requisite uh, Lacroix corn, like the whole door of Lacroix. You'll notice it's which not. We need. The Pomplamousse flavor, which everyone likes. Yes. LaCroix sent me 
like a crate of LaCroix. Really? And I just bought a house. And so they, it was at the old house. And so we moved all the LaCroix. We gave all the movers, like each had like six a piece. Like we're just handing it out like candy. So we have a lot of it. Oh, that's so good. But yeah, that's why it's definitely not something I bought. Do you know, I had a LaCroix flavor this week that uh, I love every single flavor. And then I had this one and I, I wanted to vomit. Which one was it? Key Lime. Oh, yeah, that's a tough one. And I love key lime pie. The I'm a big key lime guy. I love key lime pie. That flavor was just, oh, I couldn't stand it. It was very artificial flavor. Yeah, tasting. I mean, yeah, it's not I know you're favorite. not. I know you're not. Let's talk badly about them. They're no, your no. sponsor. Key They're lime people. Doc, LaCroix. Love Pomplamoose. Down for the Limon, Pepino, whatever the other ones are. The key lime, it's, it could be better. I was going to ask you about the Limon, Pepino. This is one of those, they're, they're little ones that they have, like the Red Bull can ones that yeah. are like their specialty flavors. Oh, and then there's like the Cerise Lime one. That's tasty. I've never done that. It's Look, look, it's all fine. Are you coconut, pro-coconut or anti? I've never had the coconut. Oh, very polarizing flavor. Is it tasty? I like it, but a lot of people are like, it's like sunscreen. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. Well, as someone who wears a lot of sunscreen, I'm sure a little bit more down my throat won't matter. It's yeah. already on It tastes like, face and like licking Eliza is what that, that flavor tastes like. Imagine it. <laughs> um, okay, but in that same door, yeah. three different kinds of mustards. I have an explanation for this. Three different kinds of mustards. Uh, two are the same, two are yellow, and then one's like deli. Uh, and here's why. We love to throw parties uh, my friends all know that every year I do like a Christmas party and we, for years I did it by myself before I met him and I would like hand make everything and decorate my whole house. And when I met him, he like took over and he'd go, mustard's one of those things that you need for like pigs in a blanket or if we have pastrami or any kind of meat. It's the one thing you don't want to get home and be like, fuck, I forgot the mustard. Yeah. Like, yeah, you could Instacart it, but like it's just one item. It's that thing that you never know if you have it. Yes. And then you're always rebuying it like sugar. So that's a product of probably three different parties where we thought we had we didn't think we had mustard. Yeah, I'm with the, with ketchup. I have like seven different ketchups. Yeah. Um, that being said, I'm not a creative uh, uh, inventor when it comes to food and flavor combinations and profiles. I only put mustard on sandwiches. Right. So it's good to have anyway. But that's not from like an affinity for mustard. That's just not knowing what we had and being wasteful. It's a very it's 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 good to have three of those. Yeah. If you had to have three of anything, that's a good one. I love yellow mustard. Also, like there's no calories, there's no sugar. It's like it's like drinking LaCroix. It is the LaCroix of condiments. <laughs> LaCroix of the condiment world. <laughs> they should make a mustard flavor. Yeah, and the key lime is disgusting. <laughs> you guys do something in your fridge, which I think I'm going to run home and do, which is you made a little wine row. Okay, so full I disclosure. I love the wine row. Um, That refrigerator is a miele. Miel. 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 Miele. It's a really expensive French line of appliances. Are they French or are they German? Oh, okay. Well, I thought Miel was like French for honey, but it could be German. You know what? It probably is German given how efficient it is. Okay. Andrew, are you on this? This is very fucking important to know this. But the house that we bought came with all of these built-ins. So while they're not 100% functional, like nobody needs a tiny shelf, we've just figured out like our dishwasher is the same way, like very German in that everything is like compact, small drawers, little, everything's out of purpose. Yeah. But it's not exactly user friendly. Yeah. So I am not an asshole by no means. The house also came with several wine fridges and Wait, a wine rack. Hold on. I'm I don't gonna, know who we're supposed to be. I'm going to stop you right there. I don't, I don't think that makes you an asshole. I think this is a brilliant, this is a great idea. Then I, think, I it was my idea. This is, <laughs> this I did is that. Wonderful. Gr- it is German. It's German. Really? So the compartments make even more sense. Yeah. Um, so the wine thing is, before I met him, and even for a long time when we were together, the fridge held champagne, yeah. uh, caviar from Gifts, and under eye cream and uh, jade rollers for my face because you refrigerate them. The one woman here gets it. Yeah. Um, and I love that. I think there's something very sexy about like my refrigerator only has celebratory drinks and face fixing stuff. <laughs> uh, Wait, hold on. What are the caviar gifts? What are you getting caviar gifts for? People give... Who's like giving you the Petrosian uh, yeah. starter kit? Like champagne and caviar. My mom gave us little pearl spoons. Like it's just like a oh, cute I thing to it. have. And then when you break it out at a party... It's very, very fancy. It's very fancy. And then what happens is it's so fancy that you don't eat it. And then you have a party like let's say a week ago and you break out the caviar and everyone's like, oh, this is rotten fish eggs. <laughs> Whoops-a-daisy. Turns out it doesn't keep forever. Um, Are you a big caviar that. fan? I like caviar. I'm not a, I think I go out of my way to eat caviar. Caviar proper probably twice a year. Yeah. But it's not like 
you know, I guess technically sushi has roe and that's caviar, but yeah, but we're talking about like the black stuff. Caviar with like creme fraiche. Yeah. On a potato chip. Mm. I went wine tasting this weekend. I sound like the biggest <laughs> asshole, <laughs> but we're talking about food. Um, anyways, you went wine tasting? Where'd you go wine tasting? We were in Napa. I had a I had a show in Napa, and then I had a show in San Francisco. Oh, awesome! And I was like, let's go. Here's what happened. I was invited to a movie premiere, and I didn't want to go because I wasn't in the movie, and I just I'm just got. Sometimes you just get tired of being like, oh, I'm so great watching everyone else. So I was like, I need a reason not to go. So we went to Napa a day early. Best reason ever. Love Napa. We went to this beautiful vineyard called Ashes and Diamonds. Shout out to Ashes and Diamonds. Awesome. It was so modern and lovely. They have great wine. They do. You know it. Yeah, of course. And I'd never heard of it. And we went and it was lovely. And they did the caviar potato chip creme fraiche thing. And we got... A little smashed. Yeah. And ended up at Yao Ming's family winery tasting room. No. They like ushered us in and I was like, you want a free glass of wine? And I was like, always. And it wasn't bad and I ordered two bottles. Oh my God. Because my husband loves basketball and I was like, you can drink this. Oh my God. Yao Ming. Wait, Yao Ming is making wine? I mean, he's not, but he is posing as if he is, like, in a suit, in, like, an eight-foot-tall suit, like, inspecting the grapes. Interesting. Yeah, it was tasty. Do you know that rich Chinese people have been, like, the market for wine has gotten so expensive because rich Chinese people are way richer than we are. Yeah. And they're like, I want all of the Napa cabs. I think you could say that about everything. Rich Chinese people are driving up real estate. Yeah. Everything. Um, Le Bouton sneakers. They love old world European craftsmanship. Like the one of the signs of wealth, I think in like China or just Hong Kong itself is having a white butler. Huh. Like all of these like old guard European things, they covet. Yeah. They love those things. Yeah. So the wine, I mean, but wine's tasty and you know, you can only drink so much what sake? That's Japanese. That's Japanese. What do the Chinese drink? Oh, they have a whiskey. Dr- they they drink they do drink whiskey. They have another drink now that they're trying to make popular. Cut out the part where I said sake. I was just trying to think. I was like rice. No, what do they distill? That is staying in. Keep it. I knew it. No no no. We'll take it out. They, no, it's okay. They do whiskey and um. They do they do this new thing. Uh, it's not new. It's old, but it's like in that white bottle. Do you know what I'm talking about? Horchata. There's ads for it. They make an horchata. Yeah. Tasty. Uh, yeah. Eastern horchata. Exactly. It's Szechuan peppercorns. Mm-hmm. Um. No, they have this thing. It's called like Baichan or some shit, and it's like it tastes like rocket fuel, and it's like three hundred bucks a bottle. It's they awful. Don't fuck around. It's awful. I'm a, not a huge fan of the Eastern liquors, so sake I will drink. I do think it tastes. I, you know, I'm not gonna say it, uh, but I'll drink it. Um, soju is also like it creeps Oof. up on you. It doesn't have a burn, so yeah. you're just eating meat and drinking it. Because um, those guys, like you, the farther east you get, the more hammered people get. Yeah. like on the reg. So and there's like there's Japanese. I think Japanese soju and then there's Korean shochu. Shochu, right. And the Korean stuff is like gnarly. The Japanese stuff is a little more refined. This is starting to sound racist. The Japanese no. stuff is a little more refined. The Korean stuff is a little more rocket fuel-y. Yeah. And it's like, that's I that gives me the worst hangover. But I can't stop drinking it when I start. Yeah, I'm a clear liquor person, so I don't really do the whiskey thing. We have some like hibiki at our house, like Ooh, the Japanese. Fancy. I don't drink it. It's for the it's for the dudes <laughs> or anybody who wants it. We I pride myself on having I'm not a massive drinker like Jews don't really come home and have like three fingers of whiskey yeah. after a day like culturally I think I'm starting to change that maybe you and I are starting a revolution on are that. you Jewish? yeah I always thought you were just Middle Eastern I am Middle Eastern Jewish Iranian okay. Jewish there yeah. you go well that yeah. one that one is a, a normal combo yeah Um, because you wouldn't be anything you wouldn't be like I'm from Saudi Arabia but also Jewish <laughs> right you're dead we're the Riyadh Jews yeah no, 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 they don't exist anymore but yeah so but I love having liquor because you know we get a lot of it from parties so we have a lot of like full bottles of like Fireball and like Parrot Bay rum and like things that like people bring right. that no one's gonna drink yeah but we have a lot of I like the idea of like offering people nice alcohol and nice glasses some friend of mine came to I was having like a dinner party and he brought me what was clearly a regifted like <gasps> shitty Carvassier ah! Like with a with like the box that has the glasses in it. Mm. I'm like, I'm never the whole gonna. Set. Yeah. yeah, awful. It's like grandma. <laughs> like, that, that way with like vodka too. Like there's there's so many of them out there, and someone gifts it to you. You're like, you don't. You have to go. We go online and we look up because we always want to make sure if we're keeping it versus yeah. just giving it away yeah. that it's worth keeping. Yeah. Um, but there's just so many, so many different types. I've got some like what's it called like Kirschweil. It's like a German. Uh, uh, cherry liqueur that I needed for one drink. You acquire these liquors. Yes. And then you just got this cabinet full of garbage. <laughs> the thing with the fucking pear in the bottle. Yeah. Whole I have pear. one of those. Sure. Whole pear in the bottle. Do you know what a, um, a Poos Cafe is? No. It's like every bartender's nightmare. And if you look it up, you can see it. 
I think it's P-O-U-S-S-E maybe or P-O-U-S-E. It's a layered drink. You know how they do like layers, yes. whatever? And it's like seven layers and it looks like a rainbow. And it's like coffee liqueur, coconut liqueur, strawberry liqueur. It's all these. And oh, if you drank it, it's disgusting, but it takes forever to make. Oh, it sounds like a little bit of a more refined Long Island iced tea. Yeah, there you go. It's a French Long Island iced tea. <laughs> you want to fuck up a bartender's day. There it is. Order a Poos Cafe Whoa. and watch their face melt. <laughs> It looks like several Jello shots layered. But a it's all Poos liquid. Cafe. Yeah. Wait. So, any food in Napa? Did you guys stay overnight, or you just drove in and drove out? Uh, we didn't drive. We flew. It was, so it was me and my uh, feature act Hunter Hill, and then our tour manager, and we went to a restaurant called Charter Oak Inn. No, oh yeah, Charter, Charter Oak. Oak Grill. Yeah. Fantastic. Excellent. Yeah, Charter Oak is awesome. I've been there once. I loved it. Loved it. We were we did this thing called the Farmer's Dinner where it was like X amount of dollars a person and they just cook for you. Yeah. We were hammered. We were in the courtyard. No one was sitting with us. We were racing each other. I thought I could beat Hunter who's like nine feet tall. Like run racing? Run racing. It's on what was on the Instagram. <laughs> and uh, But everything was great and I just kind of like I've got to get ready for this Netflix special, but I was like, I'll just eat everything for tonight. <laughs> and then, this is so sad, so we stayed at this hotel, and they put a bottle of wine in my room, Yeah. but it was like a really crappy bottle of wine. Yeah. Like, the hotel wasn't, it was just whatever it was, and they in put Napa, it- In Napa, the hotel, mm-hmm, or? Okay. To say, like, welcome, and I was done drinking. My tour manager was like, I'll take it, and it was like a $3 bottle of wine, and she, like, is that party girl that, like, kept drinking alone even after everyone had gone to bed shit-canned. Right, right, right. The next morning, she's like, that wine wasn't good. I'm like, it's because it's lonely wine. I shouldn't be drinking it. But the uh, food was great. Wait, where was your show in Napa? Was that the... Napa Uptown Theater. Oh, okay, cool. Um, It was just a nice little side gig to do on the way to San Francisco where we did the Masonic, which was like 2200 and... It's also a fun excuse to go to Napa. It's great. I mean... And you know what? I vote Napa with just friends, not even romantically. Yeah. You just get a different kind of fucked up. Yeah. I um, go every year with a group of seven guys. There you go. And we bro out at fucking wine tastings. All the food... My brother lives up there and he's never been. And so he and his girlfriend came to my show and I was like, you need to just for a night come here. Yeah. You don't have to spend a ton of money. Even pick a shitty vineyard and just get smashed yes. off of wine tasting. Someone was like, I didn't realize you were supposed to spit out the wine. I'm like, you're not. You're not. Come on now. No. What are we doing here? I don't think I could hang out with someone who's a spitter. No. Like, fuck you. But do you want to hear something weird? Yes. I'm not a huge wine drinker and red wine, the more tannins, the more stuffed up my nose gets. Oh, I'm okay. like slightly allergic, but not enough Got to it. not drink it. And my bachelorette party my friends rented um like four or five friends rented a house in solving also wine tasting and we went wine tasting which i didn't really want to do i've been wine tasting we live in california so i brought uh, a hidden bottle like a flask of vodka no <laughs> and while they tasted like merlot i just drank the vodka quietly and and that's what i drank wait were you drinking that with alongside or you were no. like sitting in sitting in the corner drinking out of your flask no, I I've also had wine, but it was more, I was like, I'm just going to get drunk. I think at the time I was doing the keto diet, so I was like, I'll just drink my olive juice and vodka. No one has to know. (laughs) And I made it my own. Do you jump in and out of weird diets? My whole, I've never gone, I'd never done a diet my whole life. Like I just never, whatever. And then last year to get ready for the special last year, I decided to do the ketogenic diet and I did it for many months. That's like you can only eat live animals, right? Pretty much. Live, yeah. writhing, scared animals. <laughs> yeah, because you have to eat their fear. The adrenaline that goes uh-huh. into the, it's good for, yeah. You understand. Loss. Yeah. Um, and I did it for several months. I did it like something like October through like April. Okay. And awful, no? It's not awful. What happens, you stop eating so much because you're bored. And there are different hacks. The more people start to do this diet, the more it's like, oh, you can use, you know, farmer's sugar made of sun thoughts and instead of regular sugar. You can make a mug cake. And I stopped doing it. And then for about two months recently, I was like, I'll cut out wheat and flour. And it's a joyless existence. And yeah. the conclusion I've come to recently is I just, I don't care. Um, I'll never be a teen model. Yeah. And I work out every day. And <laughs> as long, if you can just eat less calories than you expend... Eat less calories than you expend. I think people go... I think, honestly, because we live in L.A., we go extra crazy over this stuff, but I think you're right. It's not not that big of a deal. Although, I I will say, I have a a girlfriend now. Whoa, quit bragging. Yeah, uh, humble brag. Uh, But she's gluten-free, which for me is like... It's very. It's, it's a, tough. It's a tough thing. Have you been to Bavel? Bavel, yes. excuse me, downtown. Isn't it outstanding? Bavel's Bavel or Bavel? Bavel I, I, I don't know which Bavel. one it is. 
Mille. Mille. I think it's Bavel. You can't be gluten free and go there because it's all like Israeli and breads. Guess what? We were gluten free and we went there. How'd you do it? Um, you didn't get the tasty she bread. She stayed in the car. <laughs> <laughs> um, I described it to her. The, you know what? Here's the thing about the gluten and the wheat. If you don't eat it at a meal, you will notice that you do not feel bloated. If you do a protein meal, your belly doesn't feel puffy. Like you feel. Like, you could still go drink after. Yeah. So it's a choice you make with the bread. I did um, the ketogenic diet, and then for my birthday, uh, last year, we all went to John and Vinny's. Nice. Was it last year? Oh, my God. It might have been two years ago. Oh, my God. And I had- John and Vinny's fantastic Italian restaurant on Fairfax. Fantastic and tasty. Fantastic. And it was the first time I was having wine and bread and pasta and all this stuff. And I'm not a huge pasta person anyway, but I, like, went to town because it was first time having carbohydrates, really. And you're and, John and Vinny's, one and in Rome. I, this is going to sound bad. And you know what? Spare me the like, oh, my God, eating disorder is not funny. For sure. I had to go throw up my dinner. I had eaten so much, and it was such a shock to the system. And I had, and any good drinker knows this. I had to make a decision. Do I keep oh, the food You pull in? the trigger. Yeah, or do I throw up so that I can go to my own birthday party? <laughs> the answer is puke and go. And Get I did out. it. And you know what? You puked John and Vinny. It was so good, but I was like, this is my, it was such a shock to my system. Oh my God. And I was like, what do we do? But it was a smart move. It's for the good of the cause. Otherwise, I couldn't go to my own birthday party. Wow. And so I made a game time decision. I think that's okay. I I support that game time decision. Yeah, people are going to send me hate mail regardless. But that is, and everybody knows that feeling where you're like, I've had too much. Yeah. I'm uncomfortable. This is a problem. It's not a habit, but it's something I did once. What are your regular restaurants that you go to? So what are your regular eating? <laughs> what are your <laughs> Where do we go? Okay, so um, I'm a really, I'm a proponent for, you know, environmentalism and sustainability. Notice I have my own coffee in a yes. sustainable container. All of you have paper cups mm-hmm. and plastic straws. Yeah, yeah. All of the cap is made out of rhino horn. You guys should know that. Well, yeah, listening. I want to be virile. <laughs> my husband to absorb the virility. Um, but, uh, so we always try to do higher quality meat and fish less often. That's the rule. Right. Fish and chicken and meat, they're ubiquitous. Like you, 7-Eleven shouldn't have tuna. Right. You know, right. it is tasty. Um, <laughs> everywhere, there's chicken available at, at FedEx, like yes. Kinko's, like there's chicken. <laughs> so we try to eat meat that's higher quality less often and same with Pasture, grass fed. Yeah. Grass pastures. People make fun of these things, but that's how you get sustainable. I mean, I do it too, but it's fun to make fun of. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because most people are assholes about their things. Uh, yeah. So we love Asanebo for sushi. Oh. You gotta, you do it up. Go big or go home. Go big or go home. Asanebo is the place that's in the valley? It's in the valley. It's down, like Studio City-ish, like uh-huh. by CBS? And down the road in Sherman Oaks is a place called Sushi Note. I'm reticent to tell people about it because I want to still be able to get a table, uh, but it's outstanding. Really? Yes. Um, I have a friend in town today who is from New York. He's a fine-ass douchebag. He's one of those guys. So loves, you want cocaine like, and sushi wrecks. We gotta get fucking crazy sushi. Last mm. time we went to Matsuhisa and had a $750 dinner yeah. for two. Yeah, you did. Before alcohol. <laughs> Thank you, Morgan Stanley. Yeah. They were like, what the fuck is this? He's like, he's, he, had, he told them he took four clients out. <laughs> and they're like, you know what? We're used to lying and just covering it up. The government will bail us out for this sushi bill. But he's back in town tonight. Sushi A note. meat. And we are going out tonight. Where are you going? He said he wants something very L.A. that he can't get anywhere else. It's very exciting. You know what? New York doesn't have great sushi. L.A. does. That's true. And weirdly, New York doesn't have any Mexican food that's good. Shots Neither fired. Does Shots fired. Come at me. <laughs> but I will also say, Hollywood proper doesn't have great Mexican either. It's weird. You got to go a little bit farther out or to like a tacos truck. Yeah. A taco truck. But as far as like standing brick or and mortar. Or tacos truck. It could tacos, be plural. There's many. Yeah. But as far as standing brick and mortar, like, you're not going to take him to El Coyote. No, 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 You're not no, going to go to no. El Compadre. No. And, uh, what is it? Petty cash is a little pricey, and, and it's fine. <sighs> There's a douchey factor to that, though, which I'm not into. Yeah, so it's weird. Uh, you want great Mexican food, you got to travel a little bit. You do. Why don't you take him to, like, San Gabriel Valley? Because I don't think you heard the part about him being a finance douchebag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so he, he, it needs to bring be, a hooker. Yeah, <laughs> bring a spreadsheet and a hooker. We're, <laughs> we're taking a hooker to Taco King. Uh, I would it. take him to really great sushi. Um, I think. Okay, here's what I was thinking: either animal, oh, or here's looking at you. Yeah, here's looking at you. Tasty. I love yours. Nice ambiance. Yeah. There's also, I mean, if we want to go east side, there's also. Uh, but I've heard of sushi um, note or note. No, miel. <laughs> miel. <laughs> miel. What is that like? 
Tell me about it's wine oriented, so you do wine pairings or wine with your sushi, which oh, is actually quite civilized. Interesting. And when you get there, they give you a little shot glass filled with rose, like a little welcome drink. Okay. And it's curated beautifully. Like everything is note, like the theme is notes. So musical notes, handwritten notes. Like it's just really like French, Japanese, uh, huh. the aesthetic. It's just really lovely. Sit at the sushi bar, obviously. I don't go to sushi unless we sit at the sushi bar. I have a sushi place for you if you're ever in San Francisco again. Okay. Called Robin. Okay. It will blow your mind. I'll remember that for a year from now. My mind. And that's like, okay, what do I do with that? You know what? Forget it. Eliza. Forget it, for real. You know, I, people call me for my restaurant wisdom, and mm. I'm offering it to you for free. Robin. And you're throwing it out. Robin. No, forget it. For It'll all be- of you Nordic lesbian <laughs> pop singers, <laughs> she's, she's serving up sushi. Uh, but that's, you should do that. Um, Or, you know, you could always go to Blood Sows. They, they probably don't have good barbecue in New York. They do not have good blood barbecue. Uh, Bloodzo's is fantastic. Yeah. They. Um, My husband opened that restaurant. Did he really? Yeah. Uh, I knew he was associated with that. I didn't know that he opened it. That group, they're all like buddies, and he opened that restaurant. No way. It's a shame because we can't ever go eat there because he doesn't want, because, you know, he's opened it, so he's like over it. He's had enough brisket. But it, and I'm from Texas, so I know I'm supposed to be like, I oh, know good barbecue. I don't care, but it is exceptional. It's fantastic. If you're ever in LA, you have to go to Bloods. Their brisket is yeah, phenom. And I'll do you one better for the women out there that are like, it's hard to meet guys in LA. That's where the dudes go. They go there. Oh, they yeah. watch the game. They have yeah. a tasty tiki drink, and they fucking chill. Yeah, that's where you need to go. There's. I don't think that there's any actual walls in the place. I think it's just flat screen TVs. It's all flat screen TVs. <laughs> various playoff games at all times. There's always some sport having a play off but it's actually great. my funnest fact yeah. fun my most fun fact oh. about bloodzos go on they are i think the only place in la that has fernet bronca on tap oh that's funny that that sounds like a like something those guys would do <laughs> they're very i mean these it's my husband and his friends and they my family came over his family i guess it's mine now for mother's day and she was my stepmother-in-law was saying you know when your husband was a kid. All of his friends would come over, and I'd find them in the basement. I'm like jerking off. She's like, "No, they'd be watching the Food Network, dissecting everything." Like, <laughs> so that makes sense that they have that. We also, you know, where you could take him? No, take your buddy, take your douchebag buddy to Moza. That's what he can't get. Osteria Moza. Osteria, not mm, the pizzeria. Not a bad call. You know what? I'll we'll do a bang bang sometimes because I'm I'm a secret fatty. We'll go to Moza. Sit at the bar. You can do the Amaro bar, but he doesn't seem like he cares about money. So you can just order. Sit at the bar. Okay. Ask for Patty because he's the best. Okay. Get a little shit can. Eat all the tasty pasta. The orchiette is yeah. probably the best. One of the best dishes in it's LA. It's insanely good. The so you know. Yeah. That's what you should do. And then waddle over to the pizzeria. No, not the pizzeria. <laughs> well, you could go to Kispaka next door. Yeah. Extra tasty. Kispaka or Cheesepaka? It's actually Kispaka. Is it? That one I do know. <laughs> all right. That's. All it's right. also. Bruschetta, not bruschetta. Really? But I won't say bruschetta because oh. I'm not a tool. Like I just can't, even though it's right. Like I'm just yeah. gonna Americanize it. Yeah, but it's then like you croissant wa- and croissant. Yeah, for sure. Can and I then you can walk over. Croissant. croissant. <laughs> you can walk over to Petit Trois. Petit Trois. Okay, what do you get there? And for dessert or for can entree? I be honest, we went last. We went to Petit Trois recently, and we got the Le Big Mac, and it's just like a hamburger. And I thought it was impossible to eat. But they have really tasty, I think they have Normandy butter and fries. It's like a little French counter I love thing. Petit Trois. Why don't you take them to Trois Mac next door? I love and I hate it. I love and I hate it. Yeah, I feel that way about everything. <sighs> and I don't know if I should be alienating chefs on my podcast, but there's something about Ludo Lefebvre that bothers me. Like, I don't know. I think he know, he like hams up his Frenchness a little too much whenever he's on TV. He's Which the chef. It's weird because he's from Riverside. Yeah, he, <laughs> exactly. But I will give him this. The bread at Petit Trois... Yeah. The baguette yeah. is the best bread in LA. Why don't you I take think. him to Twamek next door? Because that's an experience. I went there and I thought that it was overpriced and I didn't enjoy it. Of course it's overpriced. It's French. Listen, Truffles I will everywhere. spend so much money on food yeah. if it's worth it. Like, I'll I'll go to a $300 tasting menu. Actually, best meal I've had in LA. Yeah. Best, actually, I'm going to, best tasting menu meal I've had in the past seven to eight years. Ready. Ninth year was crazy. I can't Bated get to the breath. ninth year. Drop this bomb. Vespertine. I was gonna say it. Have you been? I was gonna say take your fucking friend to Vespertine. <sighs> I went for my birthday. It's Folks unreal. Listening cannot afford it, but you should. Yeah. Get a Kickstarter started. <laughs> it is 
It's its own building. Every single item in there was it was made for the restaurant. Like all the dishes, all the flatware. It's crazy. It's crazy. They know your name when you pull up to yes! the restaurant. I didn't. That was weird. That weirded us out um, too. And every dish, everything is curated specifically. It's outstanding. And That's where you go. You go on. It's like th- the meal takes place on four different floors. It's like it's kind of a. Th- it's a it's little art. themey. But yes, it's more arty than theme. It's like Disneyland in the best possible way. Uh, for oh, here's how I describe it. Wait, hold on. I have okay. a better way. It's like um, it's like the first class cabin of a spaceship. Okay, because I was gonna go more specific. It's if the Death Star went to culinary school. Yeah. Okay. Same. Same. Right. Same. Same. <laughs> um, wait. So you went for your birthday? I went for my birthday. Did you think it was one of your favorite uh, crazy tasting menus? Of- it was great. You know, I am really pretty much down for everything. I'm not really a food snob. I have an elevated palate since meeting my husband. You're not a food snob. I said vespertine, and you like came in your pants. Because so. uh, that's so <laughs> weird that we made eye contact when you said that. Um, <laughs> it was just such a. a, a you know what? I think a lot of restaurants aim to do that with like the minimalist curation and yes. everything specific, and it's almost like a Zoolander character. Yes. But I think there's the imitators, and then there's the innovators, and the people that do it right. And that was an experience worth paying for versus just like small plates Agreed. and everything's black and you can't see your food, but listen to the food. So yeah. I, I really. It was so different. It was different. That's where you should go and have him pay for it. What do you eat? Wait, since you're into sustainability and all that stuff, what do you do when you're on the road? When you're in uh, Peoria and there's no, uh, you know, mm, comedy jukebox. There's no uh, Bel Campo meats there. You know, I think you can eat clean. And I read this article one time. I, I want to say it was in the Atlantic, but I don't know. And like the term "clean" shames poor people because it's the idea that like they're eating dirty and you're eating clean. So I kind of agree with that. I've always hated when people describe food as clean. Without any, well, without any social agenda, I'm just saying clean and that there's no additives and I think there it sucks that like an apple is more expensive than like 50 bags of Doritos right but I think if you seek it out you know you can go anywhere and just get like a chicken breast a salad so you make an effort to to keep it healthy I make an effort but like we were just in Charleston like you have to eat when you're there yes we went to the ordinary and we ordered like harp seals with like blank checks like we just like went for it Wait, what is the ordinary it's this outstanding restaurant in charleston and they do this one dish that's homemade saltine crackers and these like smoked oysters i think they're smoked and then this tabasco sauce like everything is because it's charleston so it's like soul food and seafood and it's delicious there it's delicious so certain cities we you know you make an allowance you eat the thing i'm a big fan of like having a culinary understanding of like regional culture that's one country. of the fun things of, of of touring, too. You get to go to yeah. all these cities and have all the fun stuff. And say you ate the thing. Do I want to skip Skyline Chili? Yes, Cincinnati. Do I Holy eat shit, a I garbage literally... plate in Rochester? No. I was just going to say Skyline Chili and Grater's Ice Cream. But I'm with you. Skyline Chili, first of all, I thought was the most disgusting thing. And I was drunk and high when I had it, so I was like poised to like it. Right, right, right. Um, it, was, it was theirs for the taking. Um, but that is, you know, eating in a special place. We were in San Francisco. Hunter got up early. He went to Tartine. Yeah. So even though I was like doing a 14-hour fast, I was like, I'll just eat the heart out of the Cinnabon. And <laughs> But if you're in a place that doesn't have any, like if you're literally in the shithole. You can find a Chili's. You can find a Panera. Like you can find something. That's your place is Chili's. Is or your... a grocery store and get yeah. some almonds, uh, blueberries. Like there are things you can do. Uh, in between. You put in the effort. I try. I don't. I'm a disgusting. When I'm on the road, I, I just get gross. You you can. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. Um. And club food. When I was doing clubs at the time, I was like, oh, the improv has such tasty steak bites and chicken fingers. But now for theaters, we have, you know, it, I, I can't believe I've become this person. But if you don't want to die, you have to put in your writer. Yeah, of course. So if we have two shows, we do like a smoothie of like kale and stuff in between just because you don't want to hort down. Yeah. I love that term. It's like a Patton Oswalt world. Garbage food and then have to do a second show. Yeah. But we did order Mission Chinese food after the second show. Ooh. And I did eat it out of a mug in the green room <laughs> in between meet and greets. Oh, wow. You see, see, you see how glamorous it gets, guys? You waxes and, it waxes and wanes. I did a really hard workout that day. Yeah. And then you eat. Like, you have to enjoy it. So, so it's all about um, Hashtag quantity. balance. Hashtag yeah. balance. Hashtag balance. Hashtag self-care, ladies. <laughs> and men. We can have self-care, too. Sure. We'll get back to Eliza in a second, but first, I did a little deep dive on the Poos Cafe. It was a famous 19th century after-dinner drink and consisted of equal parts grenadine, maraschino liquor, creme de menthe, creme de violette, yellow chartreuse, and brandy. Sounds... 
disgusting, but looks amazing. You see, each ingredient is a different density, and after separating off, it kind of looks like a gay pride flag in a glass. The perfect drink to be served at a lesbian bar called, oh, I don't know, the Poos Cafe. See what I did there? With the Poos and the, and the, oh, okay. Oh, you do get it. All right. Back to Eliza. Okay, we're getting to our rapid fire question time where I ask you rapid fire questions. I'm ready. I need a, we need a name for this uh, section. We don't have a name yet. Um, we're letting fire. the guest choose. You want to go with rapid fire? I mean, it sounds like it's an app description. <laughs> yeah, okay. We should probably... Should just... it be food-based? Yeah, I think so. But quick... Everyone says quick fire, but rapid that's... Rapid buffet. Rapid buffet. <laughs> All right, it's time for the rapid buffet, guys. So, 10 questions. You can... You just, we're going to go through them pretty quickly, but some of them we might uh, elaborate on them a little more. Qu- why does that have to be fast? Is that because you want to get, like, the dirty answer out of me? Like, Penis! <laughs> I love cocks! Like, do you think I'm going to slip up if I don't have time? I'm like, uh, mustard, oh, fuck, I meant to say mayo. Oh. Is it necessary to do it fast? I, no. I don't know why I'm turning it into, like, a reality show. Yeah. Like, no. We can take our time. Mm-hmm. This is called this is called the slow roll. Slow cook. We call this slow cook. There you go. Slow food. The slow food movement. What is your earliest food memory? Um. Okay, real quick. So... <laughs> Uh, I <laughs> real quick. So my dad's dying, and uh, <laughs> check it out. My mom. I don't remember this. My mom told me to toilet train me. She would feed me a raisin every time I pooped on a toilet. Like that was like my reward. No, I'm a relatively healthy eater. I do love sugar though. But so from a young age, like not she would didn't feed me any candy or garbage. It was a raisin was my reward for taking a baby dump. Oh my god. Properly. Uh, but my first memory, I remember eating spaghetti and cheesecake and throwing those things up. Huh. Because you, I had just, a, you had a birthday party. A birthday party. I was like <laughs> six or something. So for my whole life, I didn't eat cheesecake or really spaghetti until I met my husband. And he like, because he's Italian and he loves to cook pasta. So I will eat pasta now, but I don't crave it. Wow. And cheesecake, I did take down a piece the other day because it was free for Jody Miller's birthday. Good. Welcome um, back. We yeah. missed you. But it's not, a, it's not something I ever crave. Really? I had a pint of cheesecake ice cream. But other than that, <laughs> I did the other night. It sounds like you love cheesecake. <laughs> I love like, cheesecake. I've actually come on this podcast because I need help. LaCroix, if you're listening, we need a cheesecake. But flavor. that's my earliest memory. I got. I remember throwing up in like a dining hall. I like the other earliest memory of getting like a Eucharist of a raisin after yes. you. The body of grape. <laughs> Great job taking a poo. Number two, what is your death row meal? Okay, so I get this question. I've got this question. I had this question before. Oh, I'm not original? Sorry. Just that one question. Okay. It's right up there with like top five people you'd eat with. It's mm. like, okay, if I don't say Oprah, I'm a bad person. Um, I don't think I could eat a meal faced with my own mortality. Like knowing that I was going to die, I don't think I'd have an appetite. Okay. Don't take it so fucking seriously. Um, you have one. <laughs> I'm a comic. If we can't discuss death casually, <laughs> oh my God. I don't think I, I can't in the context of that. I can't. My belly would be full of questions about my mortality. Yeah. I just, I'd be, I don't, I'd be like, what did, why am I going down for this crime that I obviously didn't do? Okay. I wasn't represented fairly. <laughs> okay. This isn't right. I shouldn't be dying. I'm a good person. Better than any of you on the jury, bad people. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to eat. Okay, here's... Let's, What's let's... the point of feeling good if you know you won't be able to remember feeling good? Okay, Eliza. Okay. We're going to rephrase the question. Okay. <laughs> people oh. are driving. They're like, she seems like a fun hang. Ready? <laughs> what would be the meal that you would have right before Yom Kippur starts? Before sundown? Before the fast? <laughs> So just like a tasty meal. Yeah, like you're that like, I can't eat for a like day. Like a solid one that you're gonna really. Like, uh, I mean, like your fave. Okay, can I can I cobble together a meal? Sure. Well, that's the thing though. You can't really cobble together because some things don't go together. Right. I love the Normandy butter from uh, Republic. Okay. Um, but I'm I, picturing you telling the, the warden this uh, during death row. Like, okay, no, I know I'm cobbling. No, we said no death row. I know, but no I, was, I was tricking you. Okay, okay, got it. It's Normandy butter. I don't know. I, I love good sushi, knowing mm. it's somewhat sustainable, but sometimes sustainable fish isn't that tasty. Yeah. I don't know. Like, a good thing of sushi, I don't like silver skin fish, so no mackerel. I really? don't know why they call it horse mackerel. Like, who wants that? Um, not a huge tuna fan. Not a huge tuna fan. It tastes like blood to me. Interesting. Yeah. So, you know, white fish. Things like that. A little whitefish sushi. A little whitefish sushi. A little halibut. I don't know. I like baked potatoes. I don't know. I like all kinds. I like most food. I don't I don't like that so, question. So, butter, sushi, and a potato. Yeah. I like Sour Patch Kids and popcorn. That's my, like, secret hack that people don't know about. Huh. That that's, like, the best thing to eat. Wait, together? Mm-hmm. Get out of here. 
I should have brought you some. Oh, yeah. interesting, because you get the crunch. And? And you get the uh, the uh, fun, slimy sour. You get the salt and the sweet and the sour. It's excellent. Wow. I don't know. I love toffee. I like so many things. It's very umami. I know. It is very umami. Yeah. Maybe umami burger. You know what? <laughs> Whatever you put in front of me, I don't want to think about it. How's you... that? Okay, got it. I just it. want someone to put it in front of me. Yeah. Even Paquito Moss is tasty. Studio plate, really? tasty. <laughs> they have like the special pink sauce that I think is just ranch and salsa, but it's really good. <laughs> I am not above it. I'm don't... a classy, educated woman, but Please. I will eat garbage with you. In Do the not commit a murder because I don't want... The warden to have to go. He's going to be like, okay, we need a stay of execution because this is going to be crazy. Yeah. Chick-fil-A, tasty. No <laughs> sauce even needed. So, you know, it just... You order Chick-fil-A with no sauce? Yeah. You're like, I want the bird to speak for itself. Yeah. That, whatever they fry it in, <laughs> like satanic peanut oil, like it is tasty. <laughs> I know they're like anti-gay and like that's not cool and I haven't had it in a very long time. Yeah. But like I can still say that it's tasty and like still be very pro-gay. Yeah. Movements. I think it's okay. I think it's, it's okay. Don't trample. Don't tread on me. <laughs> what is the... Oh, we might have answered this, but maybe not. What is the best high-end meal you've ever had? You know, I... It's funny because we were just in Napa, which is near Yountville, and I went Ooh, to French Laundry. French Laundry. Vespertine's up there, but I did get to go to French Laundry once, and... Have you been? I have not. I went to Per Se. Okay, so... It's not a, French Laundry. French Laundry seems a lot more special. You know what? I, okay, I've got two. I have two. I went to French Laundry... Uh, and it was like a several hour meal. Yeah. And they wouldn't let you vi- like film the, their truffle shavings because they're like, we don't, it's like a secret. I'm like, you sound like a judge, whatever. Oh my so, God. And then they encourage you to like walk around the grounds where they grow everything because you have to digest your meal. Yeah. Um, and this is a true story. I made the mistake, this was years ago, of um, posting a, a geotag and like saying where I was while I was there. Okay. And a psycho fan showed up. No. And we were like walking around. Uh, either like there or like right outside, like in the whatever. And this guy showed up. He had driven in from Davis, and he started talking to me and the guys with at the time. And he was like, "I've got some paintings for you." And we thought he was just like a guy like in the park with art. And I was like, "I'm cool, thank you though," because we're drunk, right? I'm doing handstands. Oh my god! Naked, like my dress is coming up. And he was like, "But they look just like you." And he had painted like three different paintings of my face. The paintings were dope. Like full disclosure. <laughs> But it was that thing where I was like, I shouldn't, I, I gave him enough time to find me because the meal was so long. So oh that's like forever God. marred in my mind, my trip there. But wow. it was tasty. I don't remember it, but it was tasty. And then we also on my, so skipping ahead a couple relationships to my current one, my husband and I went to Osteria Francescana oh. in Modena for a honeymoon. Um, I've been there as well. Have you? Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. You've been everywhere. Um, um, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, and it's when you eat it, you're like, oh, that's the thing everyone else is imitating. We had this dish. I don't know if you had this, like, Parmesan five ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his famous dish. And they, I had never heard of him or it or there. And we went, and I was really jet-lagged and not feeling great. And we, you can do wine pairings with every course, and I did a, a cocktail pairing. Oh, man. And so we get down the, and by the way, I'm, I never want to be an ugly American, but everybody there was American. Everybody was visiting. And everyone's acting holier than thou. I'm like, we're all affording this. And I don't, I'm not in the food world. I don't care if you're looking at me. I'm way hotter than those two ugly dudes. So look all you want. (laughs) So we're eating. People are going to hate that. Like, oh, female comic likes herself. (laughs) Um, So we're eating. And they, at the end, they had a dessert. And it was this like little amuse bouche, like single bite. And it was like this cherry. And I didn't know it was a single bite thing, so I bit into it, and oh, no. it exploded cherry juice all over the white tablecloth, all over me. Everyone's looking over, and I'm just, like, blood dripping. I'm like, they didn't say it was one bite. And at one point, I think I tried to close my eyes at the table because I was tired. My husband's like, we're at the number one restaurant in the world. Take your head off the table. I'm like, I'm so tired. It's so expensive. <laughs> so I was a, a monster. Oh, man. that I actually... I ended up going there uh, the day that it became the number one restaurant. Oh, wow. We had a reservation for that afternoon. Were you there just to eat there? Were you already in No, we were going to Italy, but we made a little trip to go to Modena for that, mm-hmm. which, what a fucking charming city. So charming. So charming. Really great if you're not uh, jet-lagged with an allergy attack, but yeah. it, it was very charming. Or even if you are. It was fine. A little cobblestone here and there. But it was really tasty. But we... So I think the chefs were super hungover because they partied the night before. Mm. And on like course number 11 was like some lemon risotto thing. Ooh. And the risotto was clearly undercooked. And my 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 girlfriend at the time was a chef. Heretic. And like we were both like, this is 
this is definitely undercooked. Wow. But then the question is this. Do you fucking return a dish at yep. the number one restaurant on the day they became the number one restaurant in the world? Mm. Or do you... But but then you think like, wait, but I'm fucking spending yes. 400 bucks a person here. Is that all it was? I thought in my mind it was like I don't eight know. grand. It was me. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. It was a honey fun thing. Yes, you return it and here's why. Don't sleep. Don't rest on those laurels. Right? Keep them on their toes. We returned it and they fucking freaked out. Were you right though? We were right. But <laughs> you heard them all whispering like behind the wall like, could they probably were someone probably killed themselves like for family honor in the back yeah you can't people are paying for an experience yeah and a quality product and you're paying a lot of fucking money a lot don't fuck up the risotto that for sure um, it's already a, a, a fickle dish we're gonna go from uh osteria franciscana to the best low-end meal you've ever had define low-end it could be like a Taco Bell gordita. It could be... I mean, Taco Bell makes a tasty taco. Yeah, they do. Like, it's not meat. I don't know what it is, but they make a tasty Especially taco. Especially if you're, if, you're if you're a little drunky drunk. There's a place... Yeah, for uh, only. Yeah. <laughs> There's a place on <laughs> Santa Monica called Los Tacos. Is it Los Tacos? And they... I, I am a gringo, crunchy taco lover. Yes. I am not here for corn tortillas. I don't care. Wait, do you like the crunchy with the soft around it or just the crunchy? That is outstanding. Having yeah. had that recently. I've... I've yeah. Oh, where we went to... um Oh, uh, Trois Familia. Oh, okay. I've never been. It was really tasty. The service really? was really slow. And they did that gordita thing. Yeah. Uh, it was like potato in it and it was really good. Um, But uh, like a... Like a corn deep fried shell with cheddar cheese and lettuce. I am admitting, like white person garbage taco. I like it, but I'm so here for it. And they do those kind of tacos there. Ooh, fun. So I don't know if that's like the lowest end meal. I mean, I've also, you know, eaten. I'm sure a lot of things drunk. I'm trying now. Now hold on. Now I'm like trying to. I feel like I can do better than this. I definitely like, pick things out of the garbage. Oh, here we go. <laughs> when I was single, my big hack was I would order like like a hundred dollars worth of Thai food on a Monday and then just eat off of it throughout the week. That was your meal plan. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm 25, fast metabolism. This should be fine. So I'm trying to. Yeah, I guess you know I've eaten the food of the people in several countries. Yeah, Thai food has great street food. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, I had. Really tasty crab on a street corner in the rain in Bangkok, and Ooh. it was so cheap. And I was like, "This is the tastiest crab." So I don't know. Those are the those are the most fun. I think the street food is extra tasty. Love it. Your dog finicky or no with food? You know what it is? She doesn't really have uh, a ton of front teeth, so it's if you get people at stores or it's like, "Oh, can I give her a milk bone?" I'm like, she just can't. I think she knows she can't really tackle it. Plus, they don't smell that great. She will eat anything. She will rip it out of your out of your hand. Oh. She will wait for you to turn away, and she'll oh. do a spin move and grab it. She will, at an airport, she'll walk up to any stranger. She has no manners. She has. She's like Helen Keller, just like blindly taking things off people's plates. You've got to train her with a raisin. She'll just stare <laughs> with a thing, something that could kill her. No, just like, you know, it seems no, like I get it. Oh, okay, I don't know. You know that grapes will kill dogs? Is that true? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I've. That's like my treat for dogs whenever I see them. I oh. just leave a trail of dead dogs You'll never see me. them again. <laughs> I had this vet named Dr. Jordan, and he was this like big black guy who was a vet that also fought in Vietnam. He's just like an old dude. Oh. And he would hold these huge hands, and he would hold your animal and like look at it. And I got the dog, and I was like, can she have grapes? Like I heard that they can. He goes, dog can't have grapes. And I go, what about a raisin? He goes, raisin just an old grape. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it will kill your dog. Do not feed them. By the way, that sounds like a fucking CBS sitcom. He's a vet, but also a vet. A vet vet. <laughs> yeah, she'll eat, uh, she'll eat pretty much anything. And some something we do, because it's hard for her to chew hard food, is we put a little bit, this is my chef husband. He takes the hard food, puts a little bit of warm water, makes a roux, so she gets like a little gravy. Shut up. And she eats it and she loves it. Oh my God, what a fancy dog. She gets a roux. She also has to lose like two pounds. She's all right. It. She's all right. She's a little heavy. Put her on the keto diet for a little. Do you want the keto diet? This is probably my favorite question. What is your restaurant pet peeve? Oh, where do I begin? Yes, you're like me. <laughs> oh, so fun fact about me, I have a Yelp account where <laughs> I, I haven't done it lately, but I've written some scathing restaurant reviews. Is it as you or is it a secret account? It's definitely a secret account. <laughs> and my husband at one point was like, you need to start writing positive ones. Otherwise, people will know that all you do is shit on them. So cut to me at like 3 a.m. I'm like, the food was tasty. Definitely will go back. Um, yeah, it's my thing. You know, I, I have been a waiter. So 
I understand what goes into it. I understand that it's not always your fault when an order is messed up. Sometimes it's the kitchen, but the waiter making the most in in the restaurant bears the brunt of the yeah. customer's dissatisfaction. And uh, I have a lot of pet peeves. I I don't like it when people give you a water and they hold the rim of the glass with their fingers, so you're Ooh. just licking up their fingers. Yeah. Um. I don't like when a waiter kind of they either don't come by ever. And you, or they come by too often and you're like, okay, well, I'm in the middle of talking and, and I don't need anything. I don't need my water glass refill. Leave the carafe. I'm not the, this is Knights of the Round Table and you're a squire. Like, I don't need my water. Just chill. I also, my husband, just being in the restaurant industry, talks a lot about how there's, they did like, uh, like, uh, they did a study and they show that tipping over tipping doesn't actually induce better service it doesn't actually prompt better service because if i if you suck and i don't tip you well mm -hmm. you'll walk away thinking like i'm just a dick very few people are self-aware enough to be like you know what i could have done better i'll hustle harder next time oh interesting and he also talks about all the time like he's like yeah everybody wants their waiters to make a living wage but then they're angry when their state costs 45 dollars. <laughs> right right so it is that that balance um, i do hate it when the waiter jumps in like that too i feel like it's kind of like, it's like double dutch. You got to know when to do You got to know when. And, you know, check in for sure, but like gauge the conversation. And I, well, I remember when I was a waiter, I was like, gives a fuck. I got to get this in. I got to ask them. But there is a, an ebb and a flow to it. I had a waiter one time who used the F word a bunch, like being too casual. And it's like, look, I'm no better than you just because I'm eating here. But like, you can't curse at me. Is that because like he recognized you and was like... She's a comic. I can. This is a while ago. I don't think so. I think he just was like over it. What are you guys? We got some fucking great things today. I'm like, <laughs> hey, casual Dan. <laughs> like, we're like, we don't have to be like that down. I'm trying to think of other. There's so many pet peeves. Um, oh my gosh. Now I'm. I don't like when they give you a straw. Just really without asking. Oh, you're on the straw. On the straw. Uh, yeah, campaign. I'm on the let's straw not kick. let's try to do our part to save the animals. I'm looking right at your green straw. Um, <laughs> some restaurants are just blatantly. I was at a restaurant recently in hmm, D.C. Could have been Charlotte. Might have been Charlotte. But the point is, I asked for a side of something, and they brought it out in a plastic cup versus uh, a ramekin. Awful. It's like, I know you have them back there. Like, yeah. this is, now it's wasted, and you, you know. So I guess wastefulness bothers yeah. me. If I ask for a napkin, you bring me a stack of napkins, just yeah. kind of, like, floating through your job. I don't know. I get that. Do you have any? Because I feel like if you say something, I'll be prompted. I have to way too one. many. I mean... I don't like it when... Uh, oh, I've got one more. Story. I don't like... Oh, go ahead. I don't like... <laughs> I don't like a limp hostess. I show yes. up. I am... And look, there's this whole thing in LA. Everyone's awkward. Oh, sorry. I don't make eye contact. Be a fucking person, okay? Yeah. No one's going to hurt you. When I walk into your restaurant, look at me. Hi. I don't even care if you welcome me. Just, hi. And then we take me to the table. Be like, here you go. You guys enjoy your meal. Not like, hi. Um, okay. It's right over here. Uh, just because what? Just because you're young, I that means it. you're afraid of everyone. Ugh. This is a job. Make eye contact. Be a, be a human, or I, don't work in the front of the house. I'm with you. You're 100%. representing your restaurant, and I want to. I want to hurt you. <laughs> I, I think having an attitude for no reason. Like I'm here. I want to tip. I want to have a nice experience. I'm at dinner. Like you are a steward of your brand. Yes. So I don't like the attitude And I don't thing. care if you're having a bad day, honestly. Like, a lot of people give that as an excuse. I have a bad day sometimes, and I have to go and make people fucking laugh. Yeah. Like... I found out my brother went to prison, and I had to walk on stage. I've had the flu. Like, nobody cares. This is part of being in our society. You don't have to be the best waiter ever, but don't take it out on me. I'm here to support your living. Yeah. I've chosen to eat out. Uh, the, the headset thing... I also don't like it when uh, I ask, um, hey, I'm thinking about these two items, like, for entree. And they're like, oh, get the pasta. I'm like, no, I feel like you should give me the option. Like, tell me the pros and cons of both. I want to know what you like. You work here. No, but I don't want her to pick for me or him. Oh, see, I think that's just in the framing of it. Because you said you were stuck and they're like, here's my vote. Yeah, but then it's like, hey, the chef didn't put these out so that the uh, out-of-work actor can start right, curating the menu. Take sorry, it easy. Sorry. This is a podcast. You're not winning an Oscar. <laughs> out-of-work actor. We're all out-of-work actors. Um, but there's that. There's just like having an attitude about it. Um, I hate when you walk in and they're like, we're out of everything. I don't like restaurants where it's like a hassle to eat there. I can't stand a loud restaurant where there's no thought that goes into like sound absorption. Oh, yes. Um, Agreed. I won't say the restaurant. But we walked in this very popular restaurant, and we walked in. It was like six thirty, or we had something to do, anyways. And the woman—I just remember her like attitude. She was like, "Hi, welcome." We're like, "Oh, hi." Um, we were just looking to get dinner. She's like, "Okay." Um, 
the next table's available at 10.30. And she just looked at us like, I'm going to be like, oh, okay, we'll come back in four hours. Thank you. It was just like such a weird, like, Stepford wife. Like, great. Like, who wouldn't want to wait? Our uh, food's exceptional. So she was a bitch. I'm so curious what the restaurant is. You're going to have to tell me after. I will. Um, oh, I feel like, yeah, I could do. My mom doesn't like it when this doesn't bother me. Because uh, it's like a bit of a colloquialism, but when people are like, you finish, you're still working on that. Oh, yeah. She's like, I'm not working on anything. <laughs> Finished my meal. That doesn't bother me, though. Uh, what yeah. is, can we go on to the next question? I mean, yeah, I could probably sit here all day and just. I know, it's stew. my favorite question. I can go, I can do so much. I'm trying to think of I just like it when people care about their jobs. That's all. That's all. I care about mine. When you come to my show, I make sure, I try to curate everything. I try to make sure everybody has a nice experience. Yeah. Soup to nuts. So. I also feel like if I'm returning something, mm. don't give me that much resistance. I've never felt the resistance. I feel like they take it and then the manager comes like, what was wrong? I'm like, what was wrong is that it was gross and like this is not what we ordered. Yeah. I never want anything for free. That's the other thing. I'm never trying to get like a free item. Oh, I, o I only try to get free shit. Really? Oh, I love it. Oh, I think it's so tacky. I love it. I'll call a restaurant. I'm an investor in a restaurant in New York and I'll call restaurant. Mm. Excuse mm. me. Humble brag. Yeah. Uh, what uh, Chipotle franchise? Which street? <laughs> yeah. No, and I'll and it's a it's a it's a it's a celebrated restaurant. So I'll call and I'll make a reservation and be like, yeah, I'm one of the investors and da da da. And they'll fucking bust out all this free shit, and I love it. Well, that's different than returning it. I was at a dinner one time, and what they had made was bad. So we went to return it. And someone in our party said, you know what? I'll keep it. I'll give it to the dog, but I want you to take it off the menu. And I put my hand down. I go, no. We either return and do not consume, or you consume it. You pay for it. Yeah. Do not be tacky. Yeah. That, oh, I just had a really good one. Oh, I forgot it now. Oh. <laughs> no, don't worry. That was that was plenty. Those were good. Okay. You're doing great. I feel like I had another one. Those were great. I feel like it had to do. Okay. Why don't we keep going? And if you think of one, we'll jump right back in. I just had it. Oh, yeah. Here's what it is. Okay. Don't seat me like I'm a schmuck. Don't put me by the bathroom. Yes. I'm always, and don't put me by the server's like refill station yes. or by your POS system, especially yes. when there's other tables. It's almost as if they're like, let's just pawn off this table. I'm like, no, no, I know. I don't want to be seated by a door swinging open. Oh, the kitchen door. So it opens and it's suddenly fucking fluorescent lights. Just everything, breaking up the ambiance. Don't seat me like I'm a jerk off. <sighs> Give me a nice table. Yes. A hundred percent. I'm with so, you. So don't do that to me. Good. We will not. Unless um, the restaurant's really good and I'll take what I can get. What is your favorite drunk food? I feel like we kind of... Yeah, we kind of did that. I mean, drunk food is whatever. Like, you'll just... My favorite drunk food is whatever's in front of me. Yeah, we did a lot of favorite drunk foods. You know? It seems like you have a penchant for Thai food. Love Thai food. I mean, we got great Thai food here in L.A. Yeah. Um, we like to get a little sauced and eat at Night Market, obviously. Great Tasty. restaurant. Great restaurant. You ever have that, uh, the, the, uh, the uh, pig cheek thing that they do? The appetizer? Oh. oh. Maybe? Oof. Pork, if you give it to me, I'll eat it, but I'm, I seldom like, oh, pork. Ruined pear. You ever go there? No. That was a game changer for me. I'd been dating my husband a couple months, and we drunk went to Ruined Pear one night, and he ordered this thing called the turnip pancake, which you would never think to order. Huh. Maybe one of the best dishes in LA. Get out of here. Ruined pear is the jam. R-U-I-N? You know, I think it it's like, like R-U-E-N. Like a Thai spelling? Yeah, like it's like a not a real, yeah. it's, not a, it's not an English word. Right, like Ruwen. Yeah, it's like that. R-U-W-N. So we'll find out. Thai food is always great because it's salty, it's sweet, and there's a lot of components to yeah, it. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun on the taste buds. It's bright. It's, it's exciting. Bright. It's sugary. Very yeah. sugary. So I think for junk food, it's whatever is there. Okay. But you'll eat a buttered tortilla when you're drunk. Like yeah. You just need something. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> Do you have a uh, favorite hangover food or same, same? I think it's all kind of the same. You need something substantial. I think so, too. Not to do another shameless plug, but my husband, invented is not the word, but is the one that created the breakfast burrito at Kofax. I know that. I read about he that. He put that burrito together. Can I tell you what I love about the breakfast burrito at Kofax? Yeah. And this is not, I would say, I would have said this yesterday, okay? Without without our- Is that the creator seems hot? Yes. Like he's hot very, dude. very attractive. <laughs> yeah. It's not a huge breakfast burrito. A lot of times you get a breakfast burrito and it's like, this is your breakfast, lunch, it's like and dinner burrito. It's like a fuck burrito. you burrito. Yeah. Like, try this, to eat this. <laughs> yeah, piece of shit try to fit your mouth around this if you can finish it it's free <laughs> oh that's such an american no thing. but it's like a it's a perfect size breakfast burrito i think i like that they do a smoked potato in it yeah tasty tell them kudos tell them kudos from me on the, on the breakfast burrito uh but yeah that's for hung you gotta have like a sandwich that's or a good one yeah one, or the, cereal what is who's your favorite celebrity chef i have to say my husband yeah because he was on an episode of chopped 
But he also wrote uh, Jeremy Fox, who has Rustic Canyon. We ate there last night for our anniversary. Jeremy mm. Fox did our wedding. He did our the food for our wedding. Get out of here. And he, so Jeremy Fox has this book called On Vegetables. And my husband wrote the cookbook. No way. And it's James Beard nominated. So I was very proud of him for that. Wow. Uh, That's but, yeah. awesome. We so, will have, by the way, we're going to have links to everything that we mention in this yeah. podcast. It's uh, it's one of those books that you see in like furniture stores and like cute little gift shops. Like it's a pretty book. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Just a celebrity chef. I don't know. I I was on Chop Junior once. Were you really? Yeah. That's fun. Kids made a lot of sandwiches. Really? <laughs> a lot of sandwiches. A lot. Of, no, how do you frame it? No matter the culture, it's a sandwich. <laughs> but they were, they were uh, cute. Yeah. Who? What is your desert island food? You can take one thing. What's with you in these extreme situations? <laughs> You're, I know. Don't take it literally. I'm like, well, it's a desert island. You're passing I need to be away. hydrated. So coconut and ivy. Yeah. No. You'll live longer. I'll be so thin. You'll be fine. You're you're you're, you're yeah. gonna be hydrated. So I have water. You have your water. <laughs> and it's just one food. Yeah. I, I am. Listen to me. I am the Steph Curry of comedians. Not in skill, but in that I'm a popcorn snob. I don't follow sports, so I don't know what that means. You should know. No one listening to this podcast is going to get that reference, but you should know. Does he enjoy popcorn? Steph Curry's a popcorn aficionado, and he ranked them. It's like an article. He ranked them at all the arenas, and I believe it was the American Airlines Center in Dallas, which is my hometown, NBD, that had the best popcorn. I am a huge popcorn person. Really? I think I eat popcorn almost every day. I couldn't give less of a shit. Oh, my God. It's not meant for consumption. America has a reliance on corn because of farmer supplements after World War II. Oh, here we go. Monsanto, Monsanto. No, no, just in terms of like it's, <laughs> we shouldn't be eating it, but it's so tasty. So maybe popcorn, it's very filling. I, I don't know. See, you're do, you like of, the, uh, do you like the, uh, the sweet popcorns or the savories? I don't mind sweet, but I think I go savory. I put a little bit of truffle salt on it. Ooh, tasty time. Nice. But also your questions are, Dan, ill-formed because... You're not, this isn't for sustenance, this is for taste. Like, am I going to, you know, like chicken is a protein. If I eat popcorn, I'll probably die because you yeah. can't digest corn. Yeah. You can't eat candy because then you'll be gross okay. and Ready? be in the first person shooter games. You're on the desert island. You're going to die. You're I don't not, like this. No, you're not going to be, you're not going to be saved. So much. No one's going to save you. So you might as well eat what you want to eat is what I'm saying. You don't need to go for the chicken. I can't think about that. Popcorn. I can't think about it. No one's coming. You're going to have popcorn. You're going to die. My mother's birthday. You're going to die in a day and a half. You're going to have salty popcorn. You're going to get dehydrated. You're going to die. This is horrible. Why would anyone come on this show just to be told? And the last question Hmm. in our question buffet. Is that what we call this? Okay, broccoli cheddar soup. Okay, by the way. Is that that something? Broccoli cheddar soup. Is that something that is your. Is it a hyper. Superlative? Do you enjoy. No. I don't. I don't know if you... In- I'm not jumping in. I'm watching you drown <laughs> in your own thoughts. Uh, I'm drowning off the coast of your desert island. What food I- can't you stand? What food do you hate? So it's not... Like, I don't have that cilantro gene. Like, mm. I like... And it makes me mad when people are like, I don't like it. I'm like, get over it. It's tasty. Yeah. What can't I stand? I didn't like tomatoes for a long time, but then I realized I just hadn't had a good tomato. Oh, then you had, you had an heirloom tomato to change your life? I had like a properly seasoned, like for in season farmer's market. And I was like, this is, this is the jam. What can I stand? I don't eat veal. I just don't. Um, I try not to eat lamb because I call my dog lamb. And I'm like, oh no, a lamb. Can I tell you what I had for lunch today? And you're going to, you're not going to believe it. I literally. Whole lamb. <laughs> had lamb balls that I oh. grilled. Okay. Testicles. Oh, 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 balls. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, you know what? At wait, least don't leave. Don't leave. <laughs> no, no. You're eating the whole part of the animal versus like just, I wouldn't eat foie gras just because of the way it's made. You know, yeah. it's brutal. Honestly, though, I think if the if the duck knew how good its liver was going to taste, it would be okay with the force feeding. Sure. Sure. That seems like something an that... animal could totally consider if <laughs> given the right parameters. Um, you I, seem, so you're, an eth- you're you put ethics above all. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes you can't, but I try. Those things just don't strike me. Something I don't need to eat veal, so I just don't. Like, right. I don't care. But I had a tasty steak last night. Um, what was the question? Uh, food you can't stand. Is can't there, stand. Is there anything, because those seem like more on ethical grounds, but is there something that you just, the taste of it, you're just not into? Oh, man, that's a tough one. You know what? Like, I'm, for me, it's pickled herring. I can't get down with pickled okay, herring. Okay, no one likes pickled herring, a except for of, every old Jew ever. I know. Uh, Gefilte fish is disgusting. I've written a bit about it that I'm currently doing at the comedy store. Um, that's pretty gross. Uh, yeah, you know, I guess I'm a little snobby in that I'm like, I don't want any part of an animal that like I, it's not like the choicest part. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, sometimes the cheap stuff is delicious, like short ribs. Those yeah. Those used to be cheap. 
There's no there's no food where like it's not like I'm like oh I can't stand onions. I'm trying to think. Right. I'm, it's like it's getting there. I'm not a huge chocolate fan. I have to be honest. What? Yeah, Shots I know that like fired. all women love chocolate. If and like, this man. Can we tempt you with a flourless chocolate cake? I'm like you can tempt me with literally anything else on the menu. For dessert, I'm I'm over having a chocolate dessert. I will I will give you that. I don't need the fucking because that is that is the they put that there for the for the um, it's the crowd pleaser. Crowd pleaser. I'm not a big peanut butter fan. Like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, fine. But and they're like, it's a peanut chocolate butter ganache. I'm like, I don't care. Peanut butter is very pedestrian to me, and it feels like oh, a five year old has a lot of money. <laughs> so I don't. That peanut butter doesn't do it for me. Peanut butter flavorings. Yeah. Oh, I love peanut butter. I've also found, yeah, okay. My husband said something interesting too. I always order chicken if we're getting like tacos. Like we went to a taco truck in Santa Barbara and I got chicken. And carne asada always has like more flavor. And he said, the odds of the beef having been raised better are greater than the chicken because it's a larger animal. So chickens on in mass tend to have been raised poorer than a cow just because it takes up more space. It requires more things. So while it may not, may didn't have a great life, the odds are that beef was happier than the chicky. And on that happy note. You're all going to die. death of Don't animals. <laughs> Eliza, thank you so, so much. Is there anything you want to plug that I didn't plug already? You can check out my podcast, Ask Eliza Anything, where I avoid all these death row food questions. <laughs> it's on Wondery. You're about to get in a car accident. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, what's your last gulp? <laughs> what's your last gasp? Uh, and my Instagram's Eliza S. And and I'm there. Fantastic! Thank yeah. you so so much. It's a real honor to have you here. Thank I've you always for been such a me. fan of your comedy, and it's good to get a little insight on uh, on your food habits. Thanks, Dan. This was fun. Thank you. This episode of Green Eggs and Dan was produced by Andrew Stephen. Executive produced by Jeff Umbro and the Podglomerate. You can find more of their podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. To see pictures of Eliza's fridge, information about the restaurants mentioned in today's episode, and more. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at StandUpDan. The theme music is Beautiful Food by Idan. And interstitial music is by Breakmaster Cylinder. If you like this show, please tell a friend, share an episode, and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, Blanche, Eliza's dog, was in studio for this episode, and unfortunately she died shortly thereafter. We miss you, Blanche. This episode was dedicated to you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.